Welcome to the St. Gabriel Catholic Radio Faith Dialogue with Bishop Robert J. Brennan, Bishop for the Diocese of Columbus, for the second week of Lent. Welcome, Your Excellency, Bishop Brennan. Hello, Bill. How good to talk with you. What a great turn of events it has been with the weather. Isn't it? Finally, it looks like, well, with the change of the calendar, March is here. It looks like spring is on its way, I hope. Mm. A little cold this morning, I know, but at least we've (laughs) broken that pattern, right? Yes, I think we have broken it. I cannot wait just to get out and do a little bit more walking. I know you're a little bit of a walker as well. I am, I am. And it's nice having the sunshine, and yes, certainly the... uh, the ice and the snow on the ground, most of the, the cold doesn't bother me so much, but the ice and snow on the ground is more of an impediment than anything else. So it, it is good to see things clearing up. Don't get me wrong, I enjoyed the snow, I enjoyed the weather, I, you know, it was, it's nice to have a little winter, but it's also nice to have a little winter behind us. <laughs> <laughs> I sure agree with that. And last week we were talking a little bit about your retreat that was starting last Tuesday, and I think it was yes. going through a couple of days. It was, and you know, it was funny, um, a series of uh, plans that didn't work out. I had another priest and I had planned retreat time, and between the COVID restrictions and the health restrictions, things didn't pan out, and um, and, uh, so I ended up uh, uh, combining another trip and... um, um, I was up in a town called Justice, Illinois, which is just south of Chicago. The Sisters of St. Dominic, the Dominican Sisters of the Immaculate Conception, one of them serves in St. Um, Matthew's and another at St. Patrick's. Uh, so they're here in Columbus. And their mother house, I did not know this, uh, Father Stash is the wealth of information, and uh, he told me they have a retreat house up there. So that was great. I um, had a chance to visit with uh, their religious congregation, another religious congregation, and even on the way home, I took the long way home. We have three sons of the diocese in um, with the Holy Cross Fathers, so I got to visit some of our vocations um, serving outside. So it was a very fruitful week, but thank God it was a very prayerful week. I had a chance to pray, to spend time. Um, I obviously didn't get to visit our 40 days of adoration stations. I was at, um, there Monday and Friday on my way to and on my way back. Um, so I made it to Powell and to Ada. But uh, I was joined with you praying before the Blessed Sacrament in, with the Dominican sisters. So it was it was a great experience. Just good good to focus. Um, just like in the Gospel reading this week with the Transfiguration, right? Um, to see Jesus alone, and as the Father said, my beloved son, listen to him. So Lent is about that, and having that chance for a retreat was a time to be, focus on Jesus and listen to him. I know that you've been encouraging all of the priests of the diocese to listen to him, especially in adoration, and you're in, including all of us in the diocese with the 40 days of adoration this Lent. Yes, and um, I keep telling you, I make take no credit for that whatsoever. Thank God for good ideas all around me. So our evangelization committee suggested that, and um, and, and I thought it was a, a good idea. I never realized how um, well it would take off, how, how popular it is, how people are just really responding very, very generously 
to the 40 days of adoration. Um, and, and I'm pleased. It, it, again, it taps into the great spirit of faith that's so alive here in Columbus, but helps us to deepen that. And this week, uh, the lineup is on Monday, St. Thomas in Columbus, Tuesday, Holy Name in Columbus, Wednesday, we have three parishes, St. Brendan in Hilliard, St. Mary in Waverly, St. Elizabeth Ann Seton in Pickerington, Thursday, St. Margaret of Cortona, and then on Friday, another couple, uh, St. Matthew in Gehanna, St. Bridget of Kildare in Dublin, and then on Saturday, uh, St. Coleman in Washington Courthouse, Sunday, uh, the Church of the Resurrection in New Albany. So you can look at that entire calendar at columbuscatholic.org. Uh, go ahead, and uh, as many parishes as you can, as you can visit uh, should uh, add to our Lenten sacrifice. Exactly. Uh, Lenten sacrifice and Lenten pilgrimage. The idea of pilgrimage is a deep part of the um, Catholic tradition. And so we're making small pilgrimages. Um, going to visit, even the act of going to these places is part of our prayer. It involves our whole being. And, uh, uh, and so, yes, um, <clears throat> I, I encourage you to make those visits if you can. Some parishes, I was in uh, Coshocton over the weekend, and they have their own regular adoration, as do many parishes. And so I was saying there, you can't make the pilgrimage, and you can make your own parish on, on that Sunday afternoon. That's great. You're in union with us. And if you can't get anywhere, especially if you're homebound, but if you can't get anywhere, totally understood, um, please just pray in communion with us. Perhaps think about the church um, that's, or churches that are being um, set aside, and um, just offer that intention. Say, well, Jesus, I offer my prayers in union with all of those who are praying before you today. Mm. So, um, so we this that's that's what's so beautiful about this. Um, it's many of us already have that devotion um, to to prayer before the Blessed Sacrament, but this idea of us doing something together um, is is so much a rich part of the tradition of the Church. Now, on Saturday, uh, we had men throughout the diocese meet within their parishes in some cases, sometimes because of COVID from homes, um, but it was a great success. I don't know if you've heard any feedback from any of these small groups, but uh, they met, and you addressed the men of the diocese. What message do you have for the men of the diocese? It was great to have that chance to uh, speak to the men of the diocese. It, it wasn't quite the same as being all of us together together. Uh, nearly 3,000 strong, and I missed the women's conference, which would have been the week before. So I missed those two events. Those are two powerful, powerful weekends, and I'm already looking forward to next year. But um, but in the but it was good to be together um, at least virtually and to have small groups together. I did offer mass at one of the groups um, in Saint Cecilia on the west side, uh, but. Yes, at the uh, conference, I, uh, they gave me a chance to greet everyone, and um, I, I, I had a preview of the talk, so I had a chance to, re- to listen in on those ahead of time, and I just had a chance to react to those talks. Um, and, uh, we, you know, uh, the main themes were our identity as men, as beloved sons of the Father, um, our identity as, as, as being created in God's image and likeness and, and be, being loved by God and finding our identity and our meaning in Him. And then, of course, mission. That flows from that. 
um, the, uh, Devin Schott's story was so compelling and his story about um, living with adversity, with forgiveness, um, with his hopes for his family, um, but but seeing where God was using him and how and he was drawing his strength from the Lord. And then um, Father Calloway speaking about St. Joseph, when they planned this, uh, event, um, St. Joseph was very much at the uh, center of it. Who would have known that Pope Francis would give us the gift of the year of St. Joseph? So we we were able to draw on the model of St. Joseph, um, and um, and Father Calloway spoke about the terror of demons. So um, it was great to be able simply to react to those those talks. Mm. You know, to be united, even though it was at a distance, I thought was powerful. And like you said, I can't wait for next spring for the men's and women's conferences. I know you can go online and do a search for the men's and women's conferences and register already for next year while hopefully we can gather together in those large groups of three to 4,000 men and women and praise our Lord. And, and as you mentioned, St. Joseph is the new patron of the men's ministry here in Columbus and to model ourselves in our homes after St. Joseph. Precisely, precisely. And certainly, you know, as a male role model, he's a model for men. But really, he's a model for all of us. Mary and Joseph uh, are, are just great role models for us, for family life, for living um, li- living our faith in the public square, just trying to be faithful to our vocation, be faithful to the Lord, and and bear witness to Christ, but doing it while being who we are. Joseph remained a carpenter, and Mary um, was was a mother, and they both gave this beautiful witness, even as they traveled around, you you, you know, they had, they they were were refugees, they had on on the run from Herod, and so whether it be in Bethlehem, or in Egypt, or in Nazareth, or on the road, or in Cana, when Mary introduced her son to the couple in need. Um, the, you know, Mary and Joseph give us great examples. And one of the things I said in my talk, I encourage people, if you look at the litany of St. Joseph, the um, second half of the litany, the first two sets of tropes really are very oriented to, toward Joseph's role as a saint and in, in, in the Holy Family. But the titles given to Joseph are really calls to us as well. Um, some, some of the great images of St. Joseph, protector of the family, terror of demons, protector of chastity, um, all, all of those things are things we can aspire to, even as um, we pray, um, asking his help and intercession, as we recognize his, as we recognize his virtues. It helps us to discover them within ourselves or to aspire to them. This weekend, also, the parishes announced the Real Presence, Real Future initiative, just the starting of that initiative. I was struck that uh, this initiative is a 10- to 20-year plan to revitalize our Catholic faith in the Diocese of Columbus. So this is a long view, and it's just the start. Exactly, exactly. Basically, I I, I say uh, often that the, the Church in Columbus is built on an 1868 model, with the early days, the foundation of, of, of the church, and I, I say that's 
quite literally the case. If you look down in that in the downtown and surrounding areas, the churches, I believe, are built uh, half a mile, a mile apart. The idea being that people would only have to walk a half a mile, and so the churches are built in such a way that uh, that people could walk. Now, um, uh, that so we're built on an 1868 model, renewed with the vision of the Second Vatican Council in the 1960s, and here we are. Now, in uh, the 21st century, where there are new needs, but also new opportunities and new tools available to us, and so what we need to do is say, how do we live and proclaim, celebrate the, the truth of our faith in the 21st century world? Um, I was... I, I, in my talk, um, I looked back and I remembered at the installation um, how often I reflect on my own personal family history, but then also the history of this diocese. And we think of, with awe, of the people who built all of this up for us, who, who established the foundations for us, the, the religious institutions, the beautiful churches, the parish life. Um, I said, we stand on the shoulders of giants, people who have handed on this priceless legacy of faith, hope, and love. We can never, ever stop thanking God for all that has been handed on to us. Um, but now it's our turn. Mm. And, um, and I said, you know, going around the diocese these last two years, even impeded a little bit by the COVID virus, but still getting around, um, it's, it, it, it's clear to me, we're ready. There, there's that, 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 drive of faith, that desire to be missionary disciples. And so um, we're ready to harness that energy and, 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 talk, and focus on the real presence of Christ in the Eucharist, the center of our lives, but then also the, the presence of the Church in the community, the presence of the Church so alive. And so, you know, we have to look at different ways of meeting the needs, but my goal, my hope is that we strengthen the presence of the church, um, and um, and strengthen the power of proclaiming the gospel and drawing people to the real presence of Christ in the Eucharist. That's why it, it, it's just beautiful. All these ideas that different committees came, they they just dovetail so nicely. So these forty days of adoration, what a what a great way to renew after the last year that we've been through to renew. Our, um, our love for the Eucharist, our return to public worship, but also to begin to kick off this initiative um, of Real Presence, Real Future, centering on Christ as we look past, present, and future. Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. Mm. That is so beautiful. A friend of mine got so excited to hear about Real Presence, Real Future, looking you know, for the revitalization of our Catholic faith in the diocese over the next 10 to 20 years. And they said, well, w- when can I share my ideas? I know that dialogue is going to be part of this. Is that right? That's very much part of the case. And we start now, and this is a place where I need to ask people's patience, and I, 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 I love you. I love that you, that you are so patient with me and, and that we're walking together in this. But the first step is really 
more of looking at our faith. That, so if we're going to begin with real presence, real future, we're going to begin, we need to begin by taking inventory, you might say, by, by looking at our own lives and our own um, um, beliefs, our own relationship with Christ, our own relationship with the Church. So we start with the Disciple Makers Index. And um, I, I've asked every Catholic adult to take part in that. You can get it online, or many um, parishes will have paper uh, surveys. And, um, and so I, let's begin there. Let's, take, let's begin by looking at that gift of faith that's been given, on, given to us. That's a step. And, um, and then as time goes on, we'll be having regional and parish meetings, so there'll be plenty of opportunities. Um, but right now, uh, let's, we, we start, um, with, with that, uh, that, that self-reflection and that mm-hmm. reflection, um, when I say self-reflection, I mean me as an individual, but also us as a Catholic community, as a church. And so, uh, you, again, get that the Disciple Maker Index, you can go to the diocesan webpage, your parish webpage, and we'll be linking you to the Real Presence, Real Future, and the Disciple uh, Maker Index. That, that's that's the, the beginning of the conversation. You know, when I hear the word index, it sounds a lot like taking a shot, but this is a good shot. This is a uh, time for us to kind of uh, reflect on, you know, what's the center of our life, and how often am I sharing the faith with others? And like you said, it, it for me, it did allow me to reflect on, you know, how good am I at living my faith and sharing that joy with others? Precisely. And the point is not to judge. The point is not about judgment. It's about how good am I so that I can be more aware of the presence, the grace of Christ within me and all around me. So it's, it's, it's just, it's it, like we do in Lent, it's opening up ourselves to that, that presence of Christ and allowing Him to be more and more at the heart of it. And you can take that index up to uh, March 22nd, so go online to columbuscatholic.org or to your parish website and uh, take that discipleship-making index. It just takes a few minutes, and uh, once you do that, I think it will be something you can also bring to adoration, huh, Bishop Brennan? Precisely. Oh, sure. Oh, sure. And and there again, we we talk about missionary discipleship. Missionary discipleship begins with discipleship. (laughs) It It begins by sitting at the foot of the Master. It begins by deepening our friendship with Christ himself. So we use this disciple-maker index that we might contemplate the gift of friendship with Christ and see about possibly strengthening that, because he's always there knocking at the door, drawing us in. Bishop Brennan, could you close us with a prayer and a blessing? Happily so. And... um, we use during this time of Lent the um, a prayer of Saint Francis be before his cross, before the cross. Um, you know, I, well, it's long to do on air, but I'll be asking people to pray regularly the prayer for guidance during this time. So we have a bookmark available in most parishes um, with the prayer for guidance. If you pick that up or get that online and pray that um, individually, but for now let's pray the prayer of Saint Francis before the crucifix. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. All highest, glorious God, cast your light into the darkness of my heart. Give me right faith, firm hope, perfect charity, 
profound humility, with wisdom and, per- and perception. O Lord, that I may do what is truly your holy will. Amen. And may Almighty God bless you, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Thank you for joining us, Bishop Brennan, for your faith dialogue on St. Gabriel Catholic Radio. And now we rejoin our regularly scheduled programming, Already in Progress.